Hey friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey guys, welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending part of your day here with me. I have a fabulous guest today. I'm talking to Melissa Kohler, but before that, I want to remind you one more time really quickly about the Inbox Insider. This is the done-for-you email marketing program that gives you an entire year of done-for-you email content with templates that you can copy and paste right into your email marketing plan Just fill in the blanks with content specific to your brand and you are ready to go. It also includes tons of extra bonuses like a welcome sequence template, a sales sequence template, list cleaning templates, subject line generator, lead magnet generator, quizzes, how to build out your first lead magnet as a quiz, a step-by-step guide, and so much other amazing things. Now, here is why I want to make sure that you get on this right away because At the end of this month, at the end of March, the price for Inbox Insider is going to be increasing. So if you want to get all of this amazing greatness for just $47, you need to make sure you sign up before the end of the month. So you can head to girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash inbox, head to the link in the show notes if you want to just click it and head right that way and get signed up before April 1st. That's when the price will increase. Make sure you get signed up for Inbox Insider today so you have access to all of the incredible content at such an amazing low price. And you have lifetime access. So once you sign in, once you log in, that content is there for you as long as you need it. All right, guys, today I have a fabulous guest with us. Her name is Melissa Kohler. She's a small business strategist who's helping women build a business they can be proud of. She also started her career as a professional photographer, something I know a little bit about, and it's blossomed into the creation of several brands and businesses and a passion to teach others how to get started without feeling alone and overwhelmed. She's also recently released her brand new podcast, which we're so excited about, and I'm sure she'll talk about in our conversation today, so make sure you go check out her podcast as well. So let's get into my conversation today with Melissa as we talk about how to step into your strengths to help you grow your business. All right, guys, I am here with Melissa from the Blush Pages. Oh my goodness, I'm going to say that correctly. Um, Hi, Melissa. How are you? Hi, I'm wonderful. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to chat with you today. So let's start by introducing yourself. Let everybody know who you are, a little bit of sort of your background, your journey, and what it is that you do. Awesome. Okay. Well, I am a serial entrepreneur. I have been a, an entrepreneur for over 20 years. And throughout that entire journey, there's long, you know, long little stories within that. But throughout that entire journey, I realized just how much I love helping women build online businesses. So within those last few years, I've really focused in on that and created the blush pages, which I'm so excited to talk about. I love it. Okay. So explain a little bit about what the blush pages is or does or how it helps women. Perfect. Yes. So originally I had designed it to be an online like vendor directory because when I was first starting out, I just wanted one 
space for people to be able to find the right vendors to help them run businesses. And throughout the creation process of the blush pages, I realized that there's more than just vendors. So I created a whole online education system. So we have online education, we have a vendor directory, and we have a community. Because when you're an entrepreneur, especially if you're doing it online, it can feel really lonely and you want to be able to connect with other like-minded people. So I'm just trying to put it all in one spot. I love that. Yes. And I think that's so the definition almost of like entrepreneurs, like taking something you wish you'd had when you were starting and doing it yourself. Because I know for me, like, that's kind of how this podcast came about. I was like, I want to provide women with the tips and advice that I wish I had had when I was first starting my business. Because at that point, you don't even know which questions to ask or like where to turn. So being able to have like a one-stop place is awesome. So that's, that's so cool. Um, Okay. So I know in your bio, you mentioned that you were a former photographer. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So tell me kind of your journey from photography, because that's my background as well. I still do photography um, as my other business. And so tell us a little bit about that journey from that to what you do now. Okay. So I need to tell you a little bit about how I started with photo because Um, years and years ago, it, when scrapbooks were still a cool thing to do, I worked at scrapbook stores, like physical stores. Oh, and wow. then I transitioned into a business while, where people would pay me to make their scrapbooks. And as I was on scrapbook design teams and my pages were published and that's just not a thing anymore. But at the time it was really cool. And when you have a really good scrapbook page, you have a good photo to go with it. And so I had taken a couple years of photo in high school and I've always been interested in it. And so I thought, you know what, I'm really going to just dive more into this so that I can get my pages published. I had no, no intention of doing it as a business. Well, as you know, when you start doing this, people want you to practice on them and you want to practice and adjust. People asked me to do their photos for them. And I just fell in love with it and started second shooting for others and then created my business in Southern California where I had the incredible pleasure and opportunity to photograph some amazing clients, some of which were NFL football players. And for me, that is like, I just love football. And so I'm very proud of that. And I just, and I got to then throughout that got to mentor photographers all over the world. Um, I was on mentor teams online and it just was incredible. And I still love photography. It's still a huge part of my life, but um, I just don't do it as a profession anymore. Yeah. I think that's like the story you just told is I think a lot of photographers and a lot of entrepreneur story in general, which is you start one point and then it kind of evolves into this other thing (laughs) and you never really know. And that's the beauty of being your own, you know, guide is that there are no rules. There are no parameters. I know for me, when I started with photography, it was just a fun like hobby. And then it turned into this thing that allowed me to like leave my teaching job and go full time. And then it's evolved into mentoring other photographers and other business owners and then the podcast and so on and so forth, all the other things that I'm working on. But, um, I think that's part of like feeds into sort of our topic for today, which is like, finding your area of strength and like really leaning into that. And I think that when you are open to the opportunities that come your way, even though they may not be what you envisioned for your business or your life, 
that that's when those magical moments happen. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think that that's when you were like, oh, okay, this is, this fits for me. Even though I never may have gone down that path had it not been, you know, like for you, the photography might not have come along had it not been for the scrapbooking and you being, you know, open to all these different things. So um, yeah, I think that's a really cool, cool story. I love it. Um, okay. So let's talk about the idea of like your area of strength and finding out like if there's someone listening to this, who's thinking either they've started a business or they want to start a business. And they're like, I don't really know, like, what am I good at? What can I, what can I do? What can I create? Or how do I find like my path? How, what, what advice do you have for that? And it's kind of like a loaded question. It's like the big question, but <laughs> let's just jump right into it. Right. No, I think that that's a great question. And it's one that I, I hear over and over and over again. And, and not just with people that have passions or are trying to really nail down what they love doing, but even people that have been doing something for so long that are like, I feel like I need to do something else, especially with the way last year was a lot of people are having to be inventive and pivot their businesses. And so being able to nail down what they want to put their, their time and their focus in is huge. And so, um, what I recommend, and this is not like anything new that people are going to hear, but it's figuring out what you enjoy doing. So if you're doing something that obviously is paying the bills, that's one thing. And, and, and I totally, totally understand that. But if you're doing something that pays the bills and brings you joy, there's magic in that. So there's, um, I actually have lots of different, um, resources that I can give to you and you can link them if you want for people to take tests and, um, and things of that nature to be able to nail down. What do I really enjoy doing? Because when you really sit down and think about it, it could be something that you have no plan of making a business, but it's really, really special. And to you, And maybe that's where you should be pushing your time and energy and resources into because you love doing it. And the other thing with that is you want to do something you love, but you want to make sure that you're continuing to do something that you love and that it doesn't become cumbersome because a lot of people will put their passions into a business and then it just becomes routine and day-to-day and they forget why they started doing this in the first place. So it's figuring out what you love to do. And then once you figure that out, remember why you love it. Uh, Yes, we all need to pay the bills, but you don't want to be doing something you love so much and then forget why you love doing it because then your joy is taken out. And then, and then what happens, what I see happen is people are like, but I don't, now I don't remember what I like doing Yeah, and you don't want that. So that's, that's terrible. Yeah, I so I did an interview with a girl um last summer, right? Kind of I mean, well, I guess it was more last spring, right after sort of the pandemic and everybody was kind of quarantined and a lot of people were out of jobs and we kind of had a similar conversation around like how can you take something that you enjoy and make money doing it? And I think one of the biggest takeaways I got from that and and looking back, like that's kind of how my photography journey started was I had always loved taking pictures. I was that kid who always had a disposable camera or a Polaroid. Um, I took film photography classes in college for fun at the community school. And I learned how to like develop in a dark room. I learned how to like, you know, use the different features of my camera, never thinking it was ever anything other than a hobby or something fun to do for myself. 
And when it came time to go, okay, I, I need a creative outlet. I need something. And it wasn't even about the money at the time. It was more about, you know, I just want something that's for me. I spend all day in a classroom with 22 other people giving everything I have to the other kids. And I need something that's fun for me that when I come home, I can use to kind of like decompress. And it just became that and it evolved into what it is today, which is crazy when you look back at the journey. But I think that that is, there are people out there who are going, well, but what I enjoy is, you know, baking. How do I, you know, how do I turn my love of making, you know, sweet treats for my family into something else? Well, it doesn't have to necessarily even be like you sell those. It could be, you teach other people how to do that. You know, I have friends who are really into, um, you know, like gardening. Well, I'm terrible. And so the first thing I do is I call them and say, okay, I need help with this. I've, I've killed another plant. What should I do? <laughs> and that's their area of strength, even they don't realize it. So sometimes you don't always know you need other people to point it out, but it doesn't have to be this big grand thing. It can be something small. Exactly. Exactly. I love what you just said. Right on. Yeah. And that, I think a lot of times we need somebody else to to show us. I mean, we're almost like we're too in the woods. We need somebody that can step back and be like, here's what you're good at. Here's what I see that you're good at and your strength is for, in order for you to even be able to see it yourself. So I know you mentioned that you have like some resources, which I'm going to, I'm going to get from you so I can share. Um, but what are some of the things that people can do if they're sitting here listening to this going, yeah, I have no idea what I'm good at or I thought I was good at this and now I don't enjoy it anymore. So I want to get back to what it is that I enjoy. Like, what are some tips you have for either like really diving into what finding what that is or getting back to that, remembering what it was that you enjoyed doing in the first place? Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. So um, you don't want to overcomplicate it because I think if we give all these different steps that people are like, whoa, that's too much. And I just want to sit on the couch and, and not think about this. But if you're really sitting and and being honest, maybe start with your top five things that you would do if you had nothing to do. Like if you had a free day and you didn't have to work and you didn't have other responsibilities, whatever you would do, pick the, pick five things that you would want to do. So like for me, that would be, I enjoy 
going in and, and baking, finding something to bake in my home. I will, um, I'll look on Pinterest for like creative things to decorate. So uh, baking, decorating, um, I'll listen to whatever music that I want to listen to. And that may not translate into a profession per se, but you don't, it doesn't necessarily have to. It really is just diving into the things that you would do if you had all the time in the world to do them. And, and, and even kind of go with, I have all the resources in the world too. Just think about that. What do you love doing? Um, and then for those that are stuck, that need a reminder of why they are doing what they're doing, that's a tough one because if your if if your why isn't centered into it, it with something emotional, it's going to be harder for you to actually dig back and and deep 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 dive into why you love doing stuff. And so, what you want to think about is, let's just say photography, for example, because we both have that in common. Why why would you want to continue doing photography? Well, I don't know this about you, but I'm going to guess that it brings you that creative outlet. It makes you feel a certain way when you see either your clients' um, faces in person or on their image of like the images that you create. It's, it brings you joy to be able to capture those memories for somebody else. And if we can dig into why that's important to us, like why, why would those things be important to you? Well, it, maybe it's because you didn't have a lot of pictures of yourself growing up, or you really enjoy looking at the pictures of your family members. And that's what you want to be able to help create stuff for other people. Those are deeply rooted into emotions. And if you can always connect back to an emotional why, then that's going to make those hard days, the frustration and the uphill battles of your day-to-day be a lot easier to get through because you remember, I'm doing this because I want to create memories for other people or whatever it looks like. Right. So digging into that is so huge. And if, you've, if, nobody's, if, if you haven't gone through a why exercise, I highly recommend it. Simon Sinek has one on his website that um, I don't remember if it's free or not, but um, if at, at the very least go you, uh, YouTube, Simon Sinek, start with why um, YouTube talk. It's huge. So that's what I would suggest. I, so I recently, um, well, I say recently, this will come out later, but I recently posted on my Instagram stories. So I was at a conference, I guess now it's been two years ago. Um, and it was for boudoir photographers. That's what I specialize in. And there was a lady speaking and I, it's funny. Cause like the whole retreat itself, the conference was amazing. It was very small. There was like less than a hundred people there. So we all got to really connect and get to know each other. And it wasn't like, there were a couple little breakout sessions, but for the most part, we were all in these rooms together, learning together and learning from each other. And this lady was speaking about like kind of the same thing, connecting back to your purpose and like that this is more than just taking great photos. It's more than just, you know, in whatever industry you're in, it's more than just, you know, helping people pick out perfect clothes, or it's more than helping them, you know, get in shape. It's a, there's a connector piece. Like, what is it? So she had us do this exercise. um, And it's basically like, she compared it to the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Like you have to really kind of dig down deep. I call it the toddler method because I always think of my kids when they do this, but it's like, you start with a blank piece of paper and you write down, like the first thing that comes to mind, like why? So for me with boudoir, I'd say, well, I want to 
create beautiful photos for women. And then you keep asking yourself, okay, but why, you know, like a toddler's constantly like, but why, but why? And you do that like seven different levels. So you say like, okay, well, I want to, you know, create beautiful photos for women. Okay. But why? Because I believe all women deserve to have these gorgeous photos of themselves. Okay. Why? Because, you know, a lot of times as women, we are very hard on ourselves. We are very self-conscious. We are critics, our worst critics. Okay. Why? And then it just keeps going. And when I was doing this in this room with these other people, I mean, a lot of us started like tearing up and we started, we were kind of sharing and because there is such a deep connection, it's not just about, okay, I want to create beautiful photos for women. It was about this deep seated, like as a mom, we don't take care of ourselves and we, there's this sort of layer in our lives where we don't believe that we are, that we deserve X, Y, and Z. We don't deserve to feel beautiful. We don't deserve to do these things for ourselves. And so I want to give women the permission to go and be beautiful and to feel confident and to come into our studio and have that day of treatment. And once I started like really diving into that, every time I feel myself getting burned out, I go back to that. You know, I I still have that paper and I go back to that page and I look at all those different layers that are so much more than just, I want to create beautiful photos and I can remind myself, I'm like, yes, okay, this is what inspires me. This is what gets me excited. The beautiful photos that we walk away with are just the icing on the cake. It is all those other things, all those other layers that go into it that make it worth my time and energy. And so when you, I think that's so true. And I, don't, I haven't looked at Simon Sinek's. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be something kind of similar to where you really go beyond that surface level. But I think that's so important to not just focus on the, the surface level. It's not just about, well, okay, I wanted to create, you know, scrapbook pages for you, or I want to give women, you know, great advice on building a business. It goes so much deeper than that. It does go so much deeper. And, and I love that exercise. I've done that exercise multiple times. Um, I was part of different workshops too. And it the one that I was called, it's called seven levels deep. And I actually do that with, with people that I work with too, because it is so powerful when you can get to the root of it. Um, and, and I want to say that you have to be ready to do it because oh, yeah. if you're not ready to de- dig deep, you're not going to go as deep as you should. And if you don't go as deep as you should, then it might not be as powerful of a reminder mm-hmm. when you need that on a bad day. It's like a therapy session. You have to be prepared mentally going into it because especially if you're doing it with someone or or another other people that are going to kind of push you a little bit more because they're going to try to pull things out of you that maybe you didn't even realize were parts of your why. No. And then like you said, you're in a room full of women and you're crying and and if you're not ready for that, <laughs> it's going to be a bit of a shock, but <laughs> But it's therapeutic. Like you said, it is like a therapy session. I think everybody should go through that. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers. Are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance. 
but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. Yeah, I agree. I I mean, it's changed things for me and I've done it both with my photography business. I've done it with this podcast and I've done it with, you know, other aspects of my business. And I, I do think it's important to either go back to it or redo it again at different stages of your business, because it can change a little bit and it can evolve. And I think the other thing that I've learned a lot too, is listening to what people say about you or what you're doing, you know, like whether it's through reviews or conversations Um, you know, I ask a lot of my, my boudoir clients when they come in, I'm like, tell me, you know, like how you found me and what made you choose me over somebody else? Um, or what made you feel connected enough to come in? Cause I mean, obviously when you're working with somebody one-on-one, no matter what your business is, it's a very personal, intimate thing, especially like when it comes to running a business or doing boudoir or a wedding day or whatever it might be. And so it's really valuable to know like, well, what is it that they see, because when you're in your business, again, it's kind of like the whole idea of like, you're in the the thick of it. It's hard for you to objectively look at what you're doing because you see all the different sides of it. So when you can get other people to tell you, well, I, I loved working with you for this reason, or I was drawn to you for this reason. And if you start hearing the same things over and over again, then that needs to be built into either your why, your purpose, or that's your, that's your superpower. You know, like I hear a lot of people say, like, I feel like when I'm talking to you, it's like talking to a good friend. And so, you know, I use that. I'm like, well, yeah, that's kind of my superpower is I love connecting with people and I love talking to people. And so I'm going to incorporate that into my marketing, into my branding, into all the things And so it's not just about, again, kind of going back to like even asking your friends and family, like, what is it that you think I'm good at? What is it that that you, like, what words pop into your mind when you talk, when you think of me? Yes. That's huge. When you can, when you can step outside, because we all have that, what is it? It's the, uh, the curse of knowledge. Oh yeah. so, so close to what we're doing because we've been doing it for so long. And sometimes we need that, that outside perspective to give us um, the good and the bad, really, um, to take the blinders off, but also to be able to show us what we're missing. And I think a lot of times as women, we, we have those blinders on for ourselves. 
we we were taking care of and doing all the things for everyone else. And so it's hard to actually take a look at who we are and what we're good at. And so having other people come into our space that we trust, mm-hmm. be able to tell us what they see in us is not only life-giving, but like you said, being able to utilize that in your branding is huge. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, cause I know like for me, I did that a couple of years ago with my photography because I was really trying to figure out like, what is my niche? Like, what am I good at? What do I want to focus on? And so I went and asked like a couple of close photographer friends. I'm like, tell me what you think of. And honestly, like I was not prepared for what some of them said because I already had kind of an idea of what I thought they were going to say about me. And they said different things. And I was like, but that's not what I wanted you to say. <laughs> and I had to remind myself, like, it's not about what I want them to say. It's about you know, perception is reality. And so if, even though I think I'm being perceived a certain way, if that's not how other people are perceiving me, then I need to find the connection there. Um, and not that their perception is always, you know, my reality also, you have to take it with a grain of salt, but I definitely think that having that sort of, like you said, the curse of knowledge, if you can take that away a little bit, I always say that like with um, my mom is, I love her to death, but she's not super technology savvy. So I always have her go through, like when I'm designing my website, I'm like, go through and look at my website and tell me like from a non-techie person, how does this look? <laughs> because yes. sometimes we need to, you know, have a fresh set of eyes come in and look at our business. And that doesn't mean like invite a bunch of people into your business to give you opinions, but right. a select few, like you said, that you trust mm-hmm. yes. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So talking about like the business side, I know we kind of got a little, a little on a side trail there, but let's get back to like finding your strength and and kind of zoning into it. So if somebody's listening, they're like, okay, this all sounds really great. Um, Find your strength, but then what do you do? So like, how do you actually apply that to your business? Oh my gosh. And that, I feel like that could be hours long conversation (laughs) because I, there's so many different layers in my opinion to that, but let me just, I'll just start with a few and, um, and go from there. So when you figure out what your strength is and you know how you want to apply that to your business, um, the number one thing that I recommend people doing, cause I wish that I had done this. I wish I had, I wish I knew, um, back in the day is personal development. Like that is to me is one of the keys to business success. And I have my own formula. It's 60% personal development and 40% know-how is in my opinion, um, the keys to business success. And I say that because when you know who you are at your core, you know um, how you can then put your strengths and time into what matters. Because what happens is, especially right now, um, where everything's online, it's really easy to go down the rabbit holes of comparison, especially when you are trying to model your business out of off of someone else that you see is doing what you want to do. So when you're trying to do exactly what they're doing and do it in your business and it's not working, there's a reason for that. So I, I, I'm a certified Enneagram coach because I hundred percent believe that personal development is one of the keys to success. And I have learned through working with people that when you know who you are, you know, your strengths, you know, your, where you go and you're stressed you know where you go when you're growing, um, that will help you in 
um, basically like, like I said before, when we're entrepreneurs sitting behind the computer, it can become lonely. And, and then we start talking to ourselves and telling ourselves these lies of we're really bad at these things, or I can't do this. And if you know that you're spiraling down into those thoughts, it's probably because you're stressed about something. And then you can kind of say, okay, well, what, break it down. What, what's happening in my life that could make me stressed. And then kind of then hit the nail on the head versus if you didn't know that about yourself, you could then start telling yourself these lies of, I shouldn't be doing this. I'm just not cut out for this. Why am I even doing this? And then you might want to throw the towel in, but not only does it help with that, but when you know your Enneagram type, um, and I'm going to give myself as an example. So I'm an Enneagram nine, which is the peacekeeper. And we don't want to say anything that is going to disrupt our internal or external peace. So what that means for me is as a business person, um, and I'm going to use social media as the example, I am probably not going to grow as fast on social media as somebody that would be like a three or an eight, because I am not going to say anything pretty much controversial at all. I want to keep it peaceful. I want everybody to be happy. And you know what? Some people will agree with that and some people won't, but that's who I am. And I know that. So because I know that, I know not to compare myself to people that are in my industry that have thousands more followers than me. And I could be, I could be sitting behind the computer saying, I'm doing the exact same thing as X, Y, and Z. And why am I not growing? Oh my gosh, I'm a terrible business person and no one wants to listen to me and blah, blah, blah. But because I know who I am, I know that about myself. So I can then use my time and talents to really dig into people one-on-one because that's where I shine. And if you know that, like, like I said, like I said, we could be talking about this forever, but I would say really dig into personal development is your number one because it affects everything. It affects your marketing. It affects your mentality. It affects your, it affects everything. Yeah. Well, and I love, so I'm an Enneagram seven. I'm obsessed with the Enneagram. Um, and what's interesting is I find that a lot of my closest friends are Enneagram nines, um, which yeah, is interesting. I, I just recently, like I was, had a couple of friends that had taken the test and either my friends are either sevens like me or they're nines. I have a few that are twos and threes as well. I mean, I have all across the board. My husband's a five, but, um, but some of my very best friends are all nines. And I don't know if there's like a connection between sevens and nines, but as a teacher, I was given like all these different personality tests, different, you know, trainings we'd go to or conferences we would do or personal development or, you know, professional development stuff. And I was always like, okay. I mean, they kind of describe me a little bit, I guess, but I never really saw like the the true connection. And then I was on a girl's trip to Nashville with my sister-in-law and a couple of our friends. And the topic of the Enneagram came up and I was like, what is this thing y'all are talking about? And so they had me take like a, just a little free test online. And I said, I was a seven. She was like, but go listen to, uh, was it Annie Downs that has the, no, is that who has the podcast on Enneagram? Uh, there's, there's so many. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, there was somebody that I listened to and I was on the flight home from Nashville and I listened to her episode on Enneagram sevens. And I like was in tears. I was like, no one has ever described how I feel in my life more perfectly. Like I was the first time I was like, I feel seen and heard. <laughs> like, I mean, I was like, this is truly like, it explains so much about 
Like I have FOMO big time. I hate the idea of missing out on something that could be valuable or important. That's why like I'm on clubhouse now and I'm like on there 24 seven because it's live. And I'm like, well, what if I'm missing something? Like, what if they have this really amazing room and I'm not there or what, you know? Um, and there's a, that energy that the sevens kind of like always want things to be sort of fun. We don't deal with emotion very well at all. Um, those are all things I've learned about myself in the last couple of years that have been super beneficial in my business in my personal life too, mm-hmm. especially, but in my business, like you said, I'm able to realize, okay, this is the side of me that like is, has that FOMO. And I need to realize like, I cannot spend 24 hours a day on clubhouse or on Instagram or on Facebook or whatever. It's okay. If I'm not there <laughs> and yeah. something happens, it will be fine. The world will keep spinning. My business will keep going. I don't have to dabble in every little thing. You know, like I've learned to put the brakes on when I start getting into that shiny thing syndrome of like, oh, but but people are doing this and that might be really fun to try. Not that I even think it'll be great for my business. I'm more like, it'll be fun to do it, you know? (laughs) And so, yeah, like knowing who you are, there's so much in that that is so powerful for your business. I mean, again, like you said, I could talk about this for hours. It's one of my favorite things, like personal development is I think the, the foundation for everything else we do. Yes. Yes. I'm so glad you agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, like I said, we could talk about this forever, but I, I definitely don't want to keep you know this episode too terribly long. We could definitely come back on and talk more um, in a future episode. I'd love to talk to you about Enneagram stuff. I think that'd be super fun and like the different, the different numbers and how that affects your business. But um, let's go ahead and kind of wrap up here. So do you have any other like pieces of advice or any resources you think people should go check out to kind of help them starting off getting into like, what is my strength and what should I lean into and how that impacts their business? Um, like I said, I'm going to send you some things. So that's, that's one place to start, but you know, Google is your best friend with those kind of things as well. Um, but honestly, it's really taking that deep look into what, what do you love? What do you enjoy doing? Why would you continue doing it? Why is it important to you emotionally to continue doing it? And And then once you hit that, once you do that, like then you take those proper steps to create your business and be smart about how to set up your business from the get-go. Because let's be honest, like it's overwhelming. It's confusing. If you don't know what to do, it's it's frustrating. So that's why I created the Blush Pages to help people figure out what those next steps are in any stage of your business. So, um, of course I'm going to say the, go, go to the blush pages and, and get in the education because it, I spent years, like I'm, I gave everything in there of what I think, what I think a successful business online business should be, um, doing and the steps to take to get there. But, um, check out the links that I send you because those are going to be, and they're, they're not all mine. They're. I'm not going to take credit for them. Like I, I Googled, I Googled. So I just want to give people this, the tools that I think are probably going to be the most beneficial. So I love that. Start there well, tell people, yeah. Where can people find you if they want to know more about you and so maybe work with you? I hang out on Instagram the most out of all social media platforms. So you can find me at M Kohler, K-O-E-H-L-E-R. It's like the sinks 
but with an E and, and then at the blush pages on Instagram as well. And you can also find me on my website, melissacoller.net or the blushpages.com. Those are my favorite places to hang out. Yeah, I know. I love Instagram too. Um, I am going to link to all of that in the show notes so people don't have to remember or try to write that down. If you're driving or out doing something, they can just scroll down and click on that and find you. But thank you, Melissa, so much for taking time to meet with us today and chat. Like there's so many things I would love to dive deeper with you on. So I would love to have you back on for a future episode. I think that'd be so much fun. Oh, that would be great. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Okay. Thank you so much to Melissa for taking time to be a part of the Girl Means Business podcast to share that incredible conversation and all of her wisdom with all of us. Make sure you go follow her on social media, check out her new podcast. I will have all of that linked below in the show notes so you can easily access it and go check her out, follow her on Instagram and join her Facebook community. All right, guys, one more quick reminder to head over to girlmeansbusiness.com forward slash inbox. Sign up for Inbox Insider today before that price goes up at the end of the month. That's going to do it for our show this week, guys. I cannot wait to see you back here next week. Same time, same place. Have a wonderful week.